Welcome again to another episode of the Ryan Hancock Podcast. As usual, um, this guy's been a, uh, a longtime friend of mine for many years. Through all the uh, Twitter suspensions I've had on uh, the suspensions I've had on Twitter, and he's also been a, a, a frequent contributor to my radio shows um, here in New Orleans. And we're going to be talking a bit about college baseball, the early start, the early going on, going ons of college baseball. And he is none other than Roger Meyer, uh, writer for Roll Bama Roll. Roger, welcome to the podcast. I know Thanks. you're a, inside a really swank rec center there in Tuscaloosa on the campus of the University of Alabama. How you been doing? Doing great, doing great, Ryan. Hope you are. Um, just uh, been fighting some cold weather, like like a lot of places, but we fortunately didn't have anything like like Texas or oh God, Louisiana no. or Mississippi did, but just some We got too. lucky. We got lucky here in New Orleans as well. We just had cold weather. I remember Mardi Gras Day. We didn't have parades this year, but Mardi Gras Day, um, I got on my bike and we had some, I, I'm sure you've seen the pictures uh, I posted. We had some called house floats. House floats are just basically yeah, like floats. Yeah. Uh, floats that are just like the ones you see at Mardi Gras parades. And I remember riding my bike over here to this uh, neighborhood to see some, and my feet were so cold. By the oh, time yeah. I got to like Claiborne Avenue, which is like the long, the the longest street in the city, I was like, you know what? I'm going home. I, <laughs> yeah. I'm not getting it. And it didn't start warming up until like two o'clock in the afternoon. That that's right. that's the reality. And then the city we had to deal with rolling blackouts because of what happened in Texas. Right. So right. I, I, I say this to somebody the other day. I say, you know what? I'm grateful we didn't have parades this year because could you imagine trying to catch beads in 26 degree weather? I couldn't do oh, it. God, like, I, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not built for it because no, when you mix either. alcohol and folks throwing the beads off those floats and them folks been drinking since maybe five in the morning. Yeah. Um, you're gonna you're probably gonna get conked in the head with some i got i i i i'll say this a lot of times i catch everything like like i'm obj 
the, uh, catch everything because I don't want to get conked in the head with, with any beads. Right, I've right. never been conked yeah. in the head. I've never been conked. I mean, I'm tall. But even when you're tall, you still get conked in the head. But again, that's not why we're here. We're going to be talking about college baseball, early the early goings on of, of SEC uh, baseball. I've been I was really impressed with how well Ole Miss played this weekend. Oh, wow. They beat some yeah. really good uh, teams. Yeah, really that good was a teams. Like, yes, I mean you got a team. I mean when you beat Texas Tech, Texas, and TCU in the same weekend that's that's amazing and that's and, and it's a it, and it's a credit to what um mike bianco is doing in oxford i mean he's been there you know for so many years and you know he's probably one of the best coaches right now that's never won in in um in omaha i mean he's got there he got there but he hasn't won there yet right right um, yeah, so man, uh, that's this. Yeah, they, they, so I'm I was really impressed with them. They're of course the number one team in the country. But what other things have you been impressed with so far uh, uh, in the college baseball season? Well, Mississippi State lost the game there, but they went over there without two of their two of their weekend rotation guys, and they were still ran. I think I read they run like 13 guys out there throwing 95 and above. Mm -hmm. off the mound and um they look solid of course florida florida had a little trouble with um with miami i thought that was the best i thought that was honestly i thought that was like the best series i thought that was one of the best series of the of the the weekend this past weekend right especially with them opening that brand new stadium yeah um and and i'll say this and then i'll let you um shut up and let you talk uh i will say this Baseball, college baseball is good. When when Miami is good, that's great for college baseball. Yeah. When Miami yeah. is really good. When Miami, USC, and Arizona State are all good at the same time, that's when it's really, really, really good. Yeah, that's true. Throw that on top of the 10 or 11 SEC teams <laughs> that are, uh, I mean, gosh, Vandy, Florida, mm-hmm. South Tennessee, Tennessee. Don't, Tennessee. <laughs> yeah. Um, then you go over, obviously, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, LSU, Arkansas. Um, you know, Alabama's out down here trying to fight their way out of the basement of the of the West, and they're a top twenty-five team. <laughs> you know, seventh in the West in the, in the top twenty-five. That that says something about the strength of the conference in the division, in particular. Now, with Alabama, and I, I'm pretty sure that they got like limited uh limited seating capacity what's it like there for uh alabama went, baseball games they went 30 percent. So, so i think the capacity so what's the capacity of joel's uh sewell thomas i think uh, what about 6500 so that's like at least they can only have like 2,000 fans there 2, right? and then in our student section out in the right field it'll hold 1500 and i think they're letting them have 400 400 per game uh, they're out there. So they've been, um, last weekend there were some really good crowds. Um, the weather cleared off. It was cool to start, but as long as the sun was out, it was really nice and cooled off once the sun went down. But um, the, the students came out, the regular 
regular uh, uh, people came out. So they, you know, it was best you can tell full for what what they could have. Uh, well, right, went, right. I went up to Jacksonville State last night. Alabama played. Uh, you know, it's, a, it's about two hours away. Um, I guess they're in the Gulf, Gulf South Conference. Um, uh, Jacksonville State, I think they're in the Ohio Valley. They used Ohio, to, I think yeah, they were. They're in the yeah, Ohio, Ohio Valley. Valley. That's right. And, um, you know, they're, they're a solid, solid team. They have some nice little facilities up there. Their, their place got flattened by a tornado a couple of years ago, and they re, they've redone mm -hmm. it. And, you know, and it's a small school, and it's a small, mm -hmm. small place, but it, they really did a nice job on it. You know, it was, they did the all carpet field, which I don't particularly like, but um, I know it's easier maintenance. <laughs> um, you know, it's been easier to, easier for them to take care of than, than trying to take care of regular grass, but, you know, mm -hmm. grass, which is very hard to do. Baseball's made to be played on grass, in my opinion. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think I think Tulane I think Tulane has a great I want to say Tulane I know the school I went to they had um they had a um a, a, a grass field and they ended up when the old minor league stadium got demolished they ended up getting bleacher seats from oh, the old wow. stadium yeah from well, the old stadium they moved it across the street yeah <clears throat> the further north you go the more the turf fields you see just because. Starting in because February, the, just the, the weather just kills the, you know, kills the natural fields. So, mm -hmm. like, you know, Louisville, Louisville has carpet. A lot of those schools like Kansas. I know Kansas State <clears throat> has it. I think Kansas Purdue State. has it. Ohio yeah, State, they, I know for a fact, has it as well. They almost have to. I mean, playing in February, and, you know, with ice. And, I mean, they can just kind of sweep it off and, and not worry about the integrity of the grass and the rooting right and right it's just kill all that but anyway um looks like the sec obviously is loaded again yes and, um I, I have to say like the, the the job that uh tony vitello is doing at tennessee is amazing because I, I, mean, I mean when you look at tennessee baseball i mean they had that. I mean, I'm, I've been on Twitter 12 years. I remember when people were calling for Todd Raleigh to be fired, yeah. and they, they thought they were going to get it together with Dave Serrano um, at Tennessee. They thought, I mean, they literally thought they were going to get it going. I thought they were going to get it going with Dave Serrano, and then they brought in Tony Patello. He came from a winning program like Arkansas, right? A, a program that was used to winning, and you know, you've seen what he's doing there. I, it, it would not surprise me if they got into uh, the Super Regionals this year. It would not surprise me at all. Yeah, yeah they, um, yeah, Serrano just turned out not to be a good fit. I mean, you know, you would have thought, you would have thought that would have been the guy, but um, it just, just didn't work for whatever reason. But yeah, he's, uh, Tony's got it going. They, um, Surprisingly, because you know Tennessee's really never been been too much in baseball, you know. No, they not they haven't. I mean, they've they had a couple of times where they gone to the College World Series. I mean, I know they went they they uh, went. I think twenty years ago they went to a College World Series, and then they went again in uh, two thousand five. But no, they've never really been much of of a baseball 
uh, school is really never, it's never, it's really, they never had, they've no. never been. Uh, I remember when I was growing up, Vanderbilt wasn't either. Vanderbilt. Oh, no, no they were, yeah, and obviously I'm a lot older than you when they, when I was coming along, they were just, you know, just like they are in most things, they were just awful. Until, I mean, ba- I mean, yeah, I mean, basketball, they had some good years. I mean, when you were, you know, yeah. when you were growing up, but, but, but not to the level where they are now uh, with baseball, not to the level, because I remember Memphis used to play Vanderbilt quite often, and yeah. they played at a place called McGugan Field, and McGugan Field apparently didn't even have lights. <laughs> yeah. And, that's, that's, and when I got in, uh, David Price and I are like the same age, and by the time we graduated high school, they created the lottery, the Tennessee lottery. Oh, yeah. And they created that. I always believe, Roger, that the Tennessee lottery changed Vanderbilt baseball. Without that lottery, without that lottery, you don't have what you have now with Vanderbilt baseball. Well, and also the the, um, ability for them to give need-based scholarships. They practically, Mm -hmm. they more or less have 35 guys in scholarship while everybody else has mm-hmm. 11.7. I mean, how do they, you know, otherwise, how do they, how do you bring in the Pedro Alvarez and the David Price? Tony Camps, Casey, Tony Co- Camps. Uh, uh, let's see, who else they had? They had R.C. R- Coleman, R.C. Coleman. They had like the uh, Dansby Swanson, all those guys yeah. that came in through that program. And all those pitchers, I mean, you know, it's just, it's incredible. And Corbin does an amazing job with it. But, Gosh, it just, it, it really doesn't seem like the uh, playing field's level. It's definitely not for Alabama and Auburn since, you know, we have no, no help. We have no help, lottery help. You know, no, um, not at all. I mean, Mississippi, I like with Mississippi, you would, I mean, Mississippi doesn't have the lottery, but they have casino gaming, but that right. money doesn't go towards education at all. Well, they, the, uh, but they do border state. Um, yeah, state they do the border. borders. On- yeah. State tuition and Alabama, Alabama refuses to do that. So, um, kind of puts Alabama behind the eight ball. But Brad Bohannon's getting some guys in here though, and uh, things are looking up. Def- definitely from the Greg Goff day <laughs> year. I mean, I remember when that whole thing happened. Will Elliott came on my park, uh, came on my show when I was doing it at Loyola University. Will Elliott told me about how how it was when Greg Goff was there oh, and it was it's just like it, it was like he and it's like you look at how that program is now it's like night and day and like uh, who knows what could have happened if we had a complete season last year that team could have went to the super regional yes it very easily could have yeah 16 and one and playing really well and uh, I tell you Connor Prelip is the real deal Friday night pitcher he uh, he's amazing He's um mm. he's projected he's projected possibly um one one in uh the twenty twenty two draft. So big left handed pitcher that's ninety five ninety six with a um incredible slider and a change up. He's pitched you know short season last year four games he's pitched just one game this year but so in mm-hmm. five college games he's yet to give up a run. That's a, that's amazing. Like five he's, games. I saw and, yesterday. He's he's faced um, ninety five batters and struck out forty seven of them. 
<laughs> so wow, yeah, kid's good. Like that's I mean, that, 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 in, in SEC. That, that's amazing. Like when you're going up against SEC pitching, and I mean yeah. not SEC pitching, but SEC hitting. That's amazing. Like to have that kind of like strikeout, that kind right. of strikeout um, success. But now we're going to shift to one last thing, and we're going to talk about Alabama basketball. I've seen – I mean, in my lifetime, LSU has won SEC championships. We've been to Sweet 16s. We've been to a Final Four. What would it mean for Alabama, a program that is in, uh, statistic, uh, statistically wise the second most successful um, program in the SEC behind Kentucky? Right. What would it mean – for Alabama to finally get to a Final Four this year? Can it happen? It it can happen. They have to hit – I mean, it's like anybody. It sounds simple, but they have to hit shots. If they're making their threes, I mean, they can beat anybody in the country. They're missing them. They, you know, like they did with Vanderbilt this past weekend, they're going to struggle. But they're finding ways to win when they don't make shots because he's got them playing such good defense. And they've really bought into his system. I mean, it would be – there's a lot of excitement around here, and, um, you know, it would be incredible, incredible to, um, to make a Final Four. But, you know, it's, it's kind of like get greedy. You don't want just one. You want it to be – you know, it's, it's tough. That's a tough, tough thing to do. I mean, it really is because, like I say, I mean, I've been in that situation. Being from Memphis, I've seen my t- – my t- Memphis t- – I've seen Memphis get to a Final Four. and. Right. I remember the day, like every, like the first two, like from 2006 to 2009, we were, uh, we were in the, uh, we made it to at least the sweet 16. The year that we took on at UCLA, I'm like, man, we're going to get to the, we're going to get to the final four. I'm like, this is going to be the year we get to a final four. And then it didn't happen. The next year we took on Ohio state with Greg Oden and Mike Conley. That didn't happen. When they when we beat Texas, I was at the field house um, in Memphis and I was celebrating. And if we had beaten Kansas, oh yeah, oh my god! Like I told this story to a friend of mine on Twitter. He was on he was broke, broken from the no call with the Saints. I told him I said the game against Kansas. I was basically on suicide watch. Yeah. <laughs> my friend one of my roommate saw me bamming on the door of our apartment he, a guy named big sean who i consider one of the most um, influential people in american history so it was kind of like we were kind of like ed norton and ralph Cranham on the honeymooners i was yeah. ed norton of course because i'm skinny opened the door up and i fell face first into the damn room, into the damn house. And he basically told me, I'm getting your house keys, your car keys. You're not leaving this house until yeah. you're sobered up. Cause I was completely white. I was completely just half in the bag. Now, yeah. when y'all beat us in 2000, when y'all beat us 21 to nothing in the national championship, yeah. game, I was not, I was fine. But I also was sober and just kind of like recanted everything that happened that season. But I think 
you know, for programs that never, you know, that fans that never see their teams make it to final fours or win national championships in baseball, football, or basketball, you yeah. know, I don't, you know, you look, you know, I don't know how that feels. I mean, personally, I don't know how that feels. I, and you, of course, I you don't either. Yeah. I mean, you don't either. I mean, you've seen, what, 12 national titles in your lifetime right. with Alabama right. football? Yeah. I mean, so. I've seen three with LSU. Yeah. So, you know, we don't know how to we don't know how that feels. I mean, only Mississippi State and and Ole Miss fans do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and well, Georgia. I mean, Georgia's has a national title in baseball. I mean, they were the first team to ever do it in the SEC. But we right. don't know how that feels. I mean, a lot of people don't know how it feels to the see championships. I mean, to not see a team win a championship. Oh uh, no. Nah, I, I mean, it's very hard too. Yeah, it's yeah, it's not an easy thing. And continually competing for them is, you know, even more incredible, the, the consistency of doing that. Whether you win it or not, if you're always there, if you're right on the, the cusp, it's like, it's just expected, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, just can't yeah. imagine. Can't imagine like uh, Mississippi State, like you said, some of those places, but... I mean, even, you know, I, I mean, you look at like, I mean, you look at what LSU's done, like in 20 years, LSU's won a national title with three different coaches. Like the only school that yeah. I think has done that in a 20 year span was Miami. They did it with Jimmy Johnson. They did it with oh, Den yeah. Dennis Erickson. And then they did it with Larry Coker. That's right. very hard to do to win the three, win, to win it with three yeah. head coaches in succession, like Ed Orgeron. Oh, yeah. And, then you had, before that Les Miles, and before that you had um, Church Saban. Uh, Saban. And the I run and the and the weird and the thing about it is that they all won the national title in their third full season. Yeah. That was Coach O's third full season at, at LSU. He won in his third season. The same thing happened with Saban. He won it in his no, he was in his fourth. He was in his fourth at um, Saban was in his fourth. Miles was in his third. Only Miles and Orgeron did in their third. And, yeah. you know, and, and it's crazy to think, Roger, and then uh, we're going to close this podcast out. Okay. 14 years ago, I wrote that Coach O should never coach another football team again. <laughs> and I, I mean, I went, I was covering the Egg Bowl, the game that, the game against uh, Mississippi State in, in Starkville. Yeah. And I remember sitting at the computer and saying, this guy, he basically just got himself. He's a clown. But then, you know, looking at it now, 14 years later, he was just a bad fit. And, you know, we talked about David Serrano at, in Knoxville, but right. Coach O was just a bad fit in, in Oxford because, yeah. you know, you, you've been to Oxford just like I have. And Oxford, he just... Oxford, Mississippi is basically nothing more than a Stepford. It's basically a Stepford wife place. It really is. You're 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 right. You're right. They, uh, that that's a good a good analogy. So for somebody like Lane Kiffin to do what he's doing now, which I think he's going to get that program really going at in, in Oxford, yeah. he I think he fits that he fits that mold in Oxford with that program and with that fan base. I just never thought Coach O did. I mean, you know, I think 
had he, you know, I, but I think you have to like build yourself. You have to go through adversity to get right. to a level right. of success. Yeah. Yeah. And he's a, he's a much better coach now than he was then. So. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, I just think this year was just a wash. I mean, if we had a regular season last year, I think we would have, I would have been fine with eight and four, nine and three because we lost so many, so much talent. But yeah. I think, but I think with everything that had gone on, I mean, you, you know, you have these players being isolated from their family since June. Right. I don't blame people for, I don't blame some of these teams for not playing in bowl games last year or opting out because right. isolation does a lot to a person, you know, you know, that's what a lot of people don't realize. Yes. Yeah, that's that's been one of the worst things about this whole whole thing is the lack of human touch, human, mm-hmm. human interaction, person to person interaction, which to me makes it all the more incredible what Coach Saban did with this group to keep them as focused and as and as safe as as they did in their bubble. I mean, yeah, it's just you know. Like you say, I thought that was it. I thought I, I thought I thought that what he did last year was it that that was like the best that was like his best coaching job. Exactly. Besides besides any all the other national championship teams he had at Alabama, I thought yeah. that was his best coaching job because everything that was happening around them and right. everything that was happening in the world, because that's very hard. Like one thing, um I remember seeing there was this uh, thing about the 1995 Cleveland Browns and Saban was interviewed for it. And it's very hard to focus without distractions, but it's even harder with distractions. Right. right. And you had all this distraction. I mean, that team could have, I mean, Alabama could have did what we did. We went five and five right. and um, could have folk, you know, lost right. focus and everything, but they understood what they had to play for. They understood what they had to do in order to be successful. Yep. Yep. But Roger, thank you so much for dropping by the podcast. Folks, this podcast will be available on Apple on Apple Podcasts as well as Spreaker and all things. So for Roger Myers, this is Ryan Hancock saying thank you for your time this time. And until next time, we will see you down the road. Thanks, Ryan.